Welcome to Soul Conversations with Sandra. Welcome, welcome. We are going to introduce a young lady by the name of Olivia Brewer. She is known as Professor Sunflower on Instagram, and we're going to uh, be talking to her today. Um, as soon as she comes in, I will invite her in, and here she is. I'm going to give a wave to her. Hold on. And then I am going to invite Except, okay, let's see if it did it. It made me have to do it twice, so maybe I didn't push it uh, the first time. But as she comes in, we are going to give her a warm welcome and thank her. And it looks like she's on the move. Hello, hello, hello. hello. And uh, as we are welcoming people in, we're just saying hello, hello, and um, thanking everybody for being here today, and we're going to ask some questions to Miss Professor Sunflower. Yes, ma'am. My first question, young lady, is what question do you wish most people would ask you when you're on a podcast? What question do I want people to ask me? I think I would want people to ask me, how did I get the name Professor Sunflower? And you know what? I have always been thinking, should I ask or shouldn't I? So here's my question. Miss Olivia, uh, Olivia, how did you get the name Professor Sunflower? Well, I was about to say um, Sunshine. How did you get because <laughs> right? I know you call me Professor Sunshine, and it's all good. It's the same thing for me. Um, um, well, it took a. I always used to talk about the children that I worked with who are autistic, and I would always liken it to Professor X. You guys know who Professor X is. He um, teaches and trains the quote-unquote mutants, which were gifted individuals in various ways that, um, with their gifts and their talents. So I, the way I always looked at my children was extremely gifted individuals, right? And I was one of those children at one point. And I didn't have someone like me to kind of help hone my skills. And so I'm not Professor X. I am actually Jean Grey, which is one of the more powerful uh, ones in the series that didn't realize her power. And I resonate with that because I was so powerful and did not, and did not understand my power due to the circumstances and situations that life had dealt me and I was... Just, I was fearful. I operated from a space of fear for a very, very long time. And um, and when I came into my own, I went through a series of names, Indigo, which I still like to call myself from time to time, which deals with my intuition because I'm very intuitive. But I landed on Professor Sunflower because I'm a sunflower soul. I, I'm a healer. I am a bright light. I I've always been called a bright light from people who didn't really even know me. And so I, one time this guy said to me, I didn't know you as a professor. And that stuck with me. And that's hence the coin, the, the, the name Professor Sunflower, meaning I'm gifted in the healing arts. 
but I'm also educated and I'm also teaching and training the next generation of gifted and talented um, youth that are coming with abundance of spiritual talents. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they're autistic. Those are spiritual giftings that they may not realize that they have. And so here I am trying to help them get to um, that place where they recognize the giftedness and, and learn how to use it for their benefit and not just to benefit others. So that's how I got the name. That's wonderful. That's, that's, a, that's very gifted in itself. That's, a, that's <laughs> wonderful, a wonderful talent you have. And as you mentioned uh, autistic children, you also, um, let's put it, how do, you, how do you put it? You are a parent educator. So you educate parents about their children, right? Yes, yes. Can you go um, that? Uh, well, a lot of the parents don't know how to um, work with their children that are extremely gifted and talented. They are afraid of reprimanding them. They are afraid of, um, they are afraid that they're going to break or hurt their children. So they, they coddle their children and, and they feel like, oh, well, I don't want, and I don't want, but you're, you're missing out on opportunities to teach them. Right. And I come in um, and I'm able to break ground with them. And they're looking at me like, how did you do it? The first thing I did is I'm coming in love. These kids know when you love them, whether you say it or not, and your tone and your word and your deed, they can pick up on that. And so I let them know what the expectations are and the standards are, and I I slowly help them meet that. But I don't just say, okay, well, I'm going to give you this because you are autistic or you are ADHD or you're an ODD. I don't coddle them. I love them, but I teach them. And so I teach parents how to use language because language is everything. You know, you come in from school, oh, how many times did you get in trouble today? Oh, that's, and then wonder why they're having issues. Well, hey, how was your day today? Did you struggle today? Just changing the wording means a lot. And so, I have to go in a lot of times and help them see, like, if you try to just change the wording. And I, and I always come back, how did that work for you? And I'd be like, oh, it worked better. We have a better relationship. We were able to talk and open up because now they feel safe. Mm -hmm. And parents don't always, they don't always see that. And so I am um, working with parents. Also, I do, like, um, parent sessions. So I let the child speak their emotions. Right. And then I let the parents speak their emotions. And then I say to the parent, what did you She froze. She'll be back in a second. She might have went through a, driving through a path, patch where she uh, lost uh, <clears throat> um, her connection. So let's give her a while. But um, this sounds really interesting um, about uh, autism and you know, not just autism, but um, our, our children are very gifted. And we, we have, uh, okay, she has to reconnect. Let me uh, try to find her again. Hold on. Hmm. Let's give her a moment. It's not coming up that uh, 
she's available. So she might have drove into, you know, one of those little patches. She'll, she'll be back. But um, I have noticed um, with, even with my children who were uh, pretty much, uh, uh, they uh, tested gifted, my older son and, and my, uh, my daughter. And, uh, and they, and, they were in their own right. They had, um, oh, thank you, Witchy. Thank you for popping in and saying hello. Hello, DJ Will. Hello, Abba, Abba Focus. How are you? Hello, uh, uh, Christ uh, underscore Med. And let me see if I can get her back as we are talking about this. And I'll finish my, uh, my um, I invited her back. Let's see, she might have to drive to a, uh, and, and park. But anyway, um, with, my, with my children, um, two of them were gifted. Well, all three are gifted in, just in different ways. And all three of them went to get gifted schools. And um, my thing is, as a, a mother, I learned how to talk to my kids based on where they're, what they were, their levels, you know, uh, what kind of... Uh, interest that they had, you know, um, what they were struggling with, um, you know, and each of them brought a, a set of different uh, gifts and talents and a diff set of different struggles as well, you know, so being uh, labeled something what you consider positive brings uh, also um, some, um, some, some difficulties too, as well, because uh, then they feel the need that they have to always Okay, I'm still getting a message that she's unavailable. So um, we'll just have to, I'll just keep talking because I love uh, talking about this and see if she comes back. When she comes back in, we'll, she'll, she can pick up. Um, so uh, we'll see here when she comes into the feed. Uh, so, uh, you know, so either way, your, your children are very special and very gifted, you know, very spiritually gifted as well. We tend to diagnose our children um, based on, on the labels that, quote unquote, the world has given, when we say the outside world, you know, has given us based on um, um, some linear thinking and coming up with linear practices. Not to denounce those linear practices because they help keep safe until they start to have their awakening, their spiritual awakening. Whether they're children or whether they're full-fledged adults, doesn't matter, right? So we need to be uh, aware and ready to help the, uh, these children understand, here she comes. We're going to invite her back in. All right. So um, to keep our children ready, ready to understand you know, what their purpose is by, um, how are you? Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, my phone decided uh, <laughs> to, I guess, restart because I'm in Arizona. It's 101 in my car. So she was like, no, sis. No. <laughs> no. Um, right now, I'm going oh, to start again. Yes. Yes, I understand. I was just telling, um, I was keeping them, in, not entertained, but informed um, that, uh it's not only not all the labels that we label uh, our children as having problems, right? You know, 
Um, it's also this, the same level of, uh, or label, or level of uh, how we label our children gifted and, and everything that can bring a, uh, stress and anxiety on the children don't have the proper dialogue to have with our children, um, uh, you know, whether they're having a, a meltdown of being told that they're uh, incapable of doing something, there's also the meltdown of being told that now you have to meet the standard because you measure gifted. Now you have to, you have to stay up there, you know. So it's yes. Want to finish? It, Want to take the ball? Yeah, it I'm really... It really, um, what I remember when I was in school and I um, would see the kids going out to MG. Do you remember MG? Mentally gifted class? That's what they used to call it? Yeah. Uh, and they call it, well, they called it MG and they called it HG, highly gifted. And they called it one more thing when you were like really off the scales, when you, uh, you were so off the scales that they didn't know what to, what to do with you. You know. Right. Yeah. And I remember the kids going out and I used to think, I want to go to MG too, because I guess I knew that I was special and nobody else knew. <laughs> you know, yeah. I used to be like, I want to go. You know, I never went, but I, and now I grow up and I'm like, oh, you, you were, you, you could have been there too, but I don't know. Maybe I didn't test or whatever the case is, you know. But um, I knew inside of myself because I always used to want to go. Every time they would come get them, I'm like, they should be coming to get me too. <laughs> right. And um, but I believe that these children, and I'm only using the labels in order for people to understand um that um these these kids are a lot of them have so many spiritual gifts yeah. and. When I interact with them, I can hear it and see them, and it's it's amazing to me. And so, being a parent educator, I kind of help parents change the language and be able to connect with their kids. Right. And I feel that the connection is what's missing a lot of times to help to build them up, um, because a lot of parents get frustrated and just give up. They be like, "I'm tired of this. They don't listen," and, and a lot of times they don't. But because they don't feel the love coming from you. They feel like, oh, it's just another day, another thing. They're not present enough to right. see and hear their kid. Yeah. And um, the kids know that and they feel that. Mm -hmm. so, and, if, so in your, in your, uh, uh, in your allowing both that, that where you have, the kids and the parents are, are having conference with you together. Are they hearing each other? Yes, because what I do is I allow the mom to speak and say her piece and what she feels. And um, I ask no one to interrupt anybody because sometimes parents be trying to interrupt when the kids are talking. I'm like, well, just let I, I want you to hear what he's saying or she's saying. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll say, mom, did you hear what such and such said? Um, he said he felt this way. Or he felt that way, you know. Um, and the parents would be like, yeah, but, you know, I'm doing the best I can. This It's, it's a lot of um, almost like fighting. It's a lot of fighting um, because the parents feel like almost like, well, I'm doing this to protect you, so you need to accept it. Instead of saying, you know, I understand this is how you feel, and this is why I'm doing it, and how can I work with you 
to meet whatever it is that you need. And so if the kids don't feel hurt, the kids will in turn continue the behavior, you know? Um, and it's hard work to get the parents to understand because I had one kid tell me, I just want to talk to my dad. I just want to talk to my dad because, and it didn't, he was great in school. He was good until his mom had a second baby. When the mom had a second baby, it sparked in him. And he said to me, well, my brother has a father and I don't, even though the brother's father takes care of him too. Mm -hmm. He wants his own daddy. Oh. And that's what triggered him. Mm -hmm. And so, but mom couldn't really even hear that because she's like, your dad is bad. All she kept saying is that, but she couldn't hear his pain. Uh -huh. She couldn't hear, I just want to say hi. I just want to say hi. And it broke my heart on that session because I could hear his pain. Mm -hmm. How did you work that with him? Huh? How did you work through that with him? We're still, with still working through it. He even requested, Mom, can you come to our next session so I can keep telling you how I feel? And she said no. So, you know, I have to work with her on that back. And I called her after the session was, like, the next day to kind of talk to her. Mm-hmm. What? So I have to chip walls down. Mm -hmm. I'm chipping down on the back end that the child doesn't know anything about. Okay. So she's being, um, every time um, you're trying, okay, this is uh, what I, I, I've heard so far. This is what I believe I heard so far. Wait, I didn't hear that. You broke up. I'm sorry. You're trying to get the parents to be active listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and when is it, I would feel it would be harder for the child. Do you think as a, 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 whether it's autistic or ADHD or ADD or, or any of the, the titles, even um, um, Down syndrome, would you think that the child understands the, the, um, the, the, what do you call it? The the brick wall that they're hitting? Do I say the last part because you cut out what about the brick wall? That that um they're they're hitting when their parents are being um uh, uh they're they're starting their parents are starting to lash out. Not because the kids have a problem, it's because now they're they're have they have to take a look at themselves. They believe it's a reflection of themselves. Yeah, a lot of parents don't want to, they always say to me, they, they, they say it kind of like without saying it, fix my kid. And, um, and a lot of times I say, well, you're going to have to stop doing, and it's kind of like, well, why do I have to stop doing for my kid to fix? Like, and, and so they don't want to reflect on their behavior. They don't want to reflect on what they say and what they do to hurt the kid. Okay. They don't want to do that because it's then it's like I have to take an accountability that I kind of made my child this way. Right. And um, a lot of times they don't want to do that. Okay. So then within your spirituality, your growth that you're moving through, um, and I, I do this because it's called Soul, Soul Conversations with Sandra. So I like to interject how we as spiritual work within um, um, a system that is still very uh, material, you know, built on the material labels and they have a certain, um, uh, a certain set of criteria 
period that they prefer you to use. Do you integrate any of your your spiritual um, uh, guidance in there? You know, I sure do. Yeah, I. That's a quiet integration. Okay. Because the call that I have to these children is primarily spiritual. Yeah. But it's overarching umbrella of I'm using my education but I also use those spiritual gifts because we're being able to see and hear I'm able to see and hear things that parents don't see and hear and 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 tap into and utilize my giftings and my education so with what I'm doing I'm not just using my spiritual gifts. I'm using the education that I received. I'm using the spiritual giftings and they all are intertwined. Um, I have a social work degree. I have applied behavior analysis, which is a science. And I use all of that to integrate. And even my knowledge of the chakras, even my knowledge of different variations of things, I might not call it that, but I'm like, okay, they got a blockage here. If I notice that the child has this or this, I'm not going to say, oh, your child's third chakra is blocked. You know, I don't say that. I know it, and I start working towards um, helping them to un- unleash it quietly, if that makes yes. sense. makes total sense. Yeah, because a lot of times spirituality is scary. they like, oh, my God. no, it's a scary thing, and it's really, it's really not... Um, I mean, it can be if you, if you, depending on how you utilize things. Um, but I'm not here to harm anyone. I'm I'm here to assist and, um, I'm here to assist these children and these parents to shine their light. I'm the light bringer. I'm the person who can help you if you can't find your light to, to locate it, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So, okay. So I noticed um, when I went to your page, I was looking and I, I, we've talked about parent educator and your behavioral uh, uh, change coach. I got, I got that. Talked a little bit. What's X? Does that have anything to do with you, children? Or the, you said what's what? It says uh, BX. Oh, that's behavior. That's a that's an abbreviation for behavior. BX. BX. Oh, okay. So you're you do you do behavioral change as a coach, and then you are you do behavioral analysis. So do okay. You- so yeah, I'm a behavior and I'm a behavior analyst. Analyst. That's what I. Okay. Okay. I utilize the term coach because I essentially <laughs> I'm coaching, so I utilize. All of those things. I'm coaching parents. I'm coaching kids. But I'm a behavior analyst as a profession. As a profession. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And in, in, yeah. Uh, no matter, no matter what, uh, what uh, field or what label, let's just put it this way, what label the child is that you're dealing with, you deal with the whole thing. You have to put the whole thing together in order to make it, um, in, in order to break down the walls, yeah. any, any of them's walls, and then help them to rebuild it. Not rebuild yes. 
for them, but help them rebuild it, right? Yeah, I can't rebuild anybody. I, As an analyst, as a behavior analyst, what we do is we figure out what the function of the behaviors are. What is causing this behavior? I analyze looks. I analyze movements. I analyze if you're looking at if you if you if you're doing something. I, 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 I all those cues mean something. So I analyze what's happening in the environment. I figure out what the function of the behavior is, and then once I figure out the function of your behavior, we start to move towards um, addressing that. So utilizing that's the science of it all, but. In addition, I'm doing that in the spiritual realm, whereas, hmm, what, what's blocked? What, where's this trauma? What is happening? Where, you know, is the child getting enough attention? Is there a, uh, is there soul tie? What's happening? So, you know, those are, that's the unwritten stuff. Right. You right. know, the unwritten stuff that we don't put on paper, but I just instinctively know because I have gone through the healing process myself and continually understanding Right. What is happening? So when I talk to him and, they, and the little boy says, you know, I want my own daddy. He's feeling abandoned. Right. And he's acting out because he wants attention from his daddy. Not necessarily his mom, but whoever I need to get to act up to get to my daddy, I'm going to do it. Right. So he has a father wound. When you get down to the root of it. But, yeah. you know, I can't say that to them. Oh, your child got a father wound. All right, you know, what do you mean? You know, so. <laughs> so, in a sense, okay, now when we spiritually do our shadow work, whether we get the shadow worker or, we're, or whether source is actually taking us and having us do the shadow work, how does that translate into, into uh, from your studies? How do you translate that? Honestly, it's so crazy that you say that because a few years ago, I was, I, I seen the correlation between spirituality and behavior analysis. Mm -hmm. um, and they tie right into each other. I, I actually did some research on uh, the spirit, spirituality and behavior analysis, which uh, we're talking about the science. For example, energy. Let's talk about energy, right? Energy in the scientific world is an SD. Um, it's, it's, it's something you can't see energy, right? but it's a, it's a SD. It, it's something is there that's changing something. So it's, it's, it's unseen, but it's still shaping the environment. You know what I'm saying? It's a stimulus. Energy is a stimulus. So I started to relate the, the, the words that behavior science uses and say, huh, that and that goes together. This and this goes together. So I'm still unlocking the mysteries of behavior science and spirituality. But from my perspective, they go together. I haven't touched that in a while. But now that I'm fully full time working with these kids and um, trying to get board certified again, I still have those articles tucked right. away about how spirituality and um, behavior analysis meet because they do. And it's not even behavior analysis, science in general. Right. Right. So, yeah. Because science is, uh, for, uh, for, uh, for, at least for me, um, it used to be when, just go back when I was in my unconscious kind of, you know, doing what my ego mind wanted to do from time to time. Um, 
you know, I would notice when science says, oh, we've come to this conclusion and have data, then everybody fall, you know, they say, okay, if science says, says it true, it must be true, right? <laughs> Instead of, okay, if they finally said, oh, science, scientists have noticed that now, you know, the universe is expanding. Where in, in, in spiritual, you know, terms, we already, we always knew it was expanding because we knew it was part of um, a bigger picture of uh, spirituality, of, 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 yes. of power, you know, so, um, so there are a lot of things that, as my mom and grandmother would say, that, uh, that the world is catching up to, but, yes. but God already knew it, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So the, now that you've said that, um, that that transition word that you have been through um, a lot of your your uh, your shadows, you know, shadow walks and and whatnot. Do you feel comfortable enough to share? Yeah, yeah. I'll share something that I just. Wait a minute. Can you hold on? Uh, I, I will share, like, um, I remember we were talking a few days ago, and I had to do a little shadow work on some things I was dealing with. with um, I, I had to realize that I was dealing with some jealousy. I had to really open that up. I thought it was something else, but it was really something else. Mm -hmm. And I had to really look and see what was happening with, why was I jealous of this person that I was having dreams about and all of this. But the root of the matter is I felt jealous because... Their situation look, looked better than mine, and it looked more abundant than mine. And unconsciously, I was comparing myself to this person, but I didn't want to admit it. You know, so there's still there's still shadows in there, and and sometimes my ego be like, no, it's this. And then when I sit down with myself and be like, girl. It's that girl. It's that. It's that. And it's crazy because that person that I felt this jealousy about, right after I did a video on YouTube about it and I released it, the next day they, next day or the same day, they tagged me in something. And I, I said, look at that. You know, you released this thing and then I didn't feel it. And I'm still releasing it. But the work is um, extensive. Yeah. It's, it's, it's line upon line of brick upon brick, really, of building down of the word that came to me is strongholds from your former life that protected you. Right. You know, these things protected me, so I didn't feel inadequate. But I don't have to feel inadequate anymore because I'm adequate. I've always been adequate. Right. But the girl in me be like... Hers look better. I thought I was I was that little girl that if you had two cups, one was fat and one was tall. I always wanted the tall glass because the tall glass looked like it had more in it than the fat glass. You know what I'm saying? Even right. though they could have been the same amount. I was from a child I used to do that. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just getting to the root of that. Like, girl, you've been like this since a child because you never wanted to feel like somebody had more than you or they were better than you or you count your chicken wings. They got, they got four and I only got three. I was that child. And so I finally started to deal with that part of me that, you know, 
I, I, I didn't want to touch. So yeah, I continuously do shadow work. And sometimes in the beginning, I deny it. I'd be like, no, it's something else. But as I become aware and open myself up and say, hmm, what is that really? And I hear, because I have an auditory give. I don't know, Claire, I don't know the Claire's. One of the Claire's. I hear it. it what is it? Clairvoyance. I think clairvoyance and clear synthesis. I, I am able to hear, like, you know, the crazy part about it is, my mother, my real mother, my biological mother is in the hospital uh, right now with dialysis. About a month ago, I heard, I woke up. I was not sleeping. I was wide awake. And I heard, your mother is giving up on life. She's she's not going to be here much longer. I'm like, what? what? And it messed with me for a long time. You know, and Finally, I was like, I had to deal with that. So being able to hear things, sometimes I don't be wanting to know. Right. But um, that was my indication to whatever men's, whatever thing you need to do and say. Now, she may not pass. She may not pass for a year or two. But that's an indication to me that I need to reach out and I have some work that needs to be done for me to have warning. And then she went into the hospital and I told my sister what I heard. I didn't want to tell her at first because I, I didn't know what that really meant. And I told her what I heard. And, and she said, yeah, that's what it's looking like. You know, she's giving up. Mm. She doesn't, she doesn't, she, she gave up. She just laying there like rotting away. And, um, and so having that gift to hear, um, it is, it can be challenging because, I hear a lot, and, and, and sometimes I don't, I don't be wanting to hear that. But it's, it's, a, it's a vital gift, especially dealing with these children. I hear things that are not said out loud, and, you know, I hear behind words, and sometimes I have to be careful with that portion of the gift, too, to wait. Right. Even though I know stuff, sometimes I have to wait until they give me permission with their words to address it. Does that make sense? Yes, it totally makes sense. It, yeah. It, 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 because sometimes what I what I have been learning with with any of any of my gifts or just the fact that I am always a person that just really wants to help people. So usually when I, my friends or family would come to me and they come to me with the same thing all the time, I would believe that they were coming to me because they wanted me actually to fix them. Yes. To to to. to to just give them the problem, just spread it out, say this is this, this, and this, and, and do it this way, and you'll never have to go back down that road with at least this thing again, right? But they never asked that. They, they just, uh, you know, came in, they started talking, and, and the, where, whatever, what was me or whatever, and, and actually, I never heard them ask, Sandra, could you help me fix this? Right, but I, I just got in it because that's the kind of person I, 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 I was, I am, I still am, but I'm learning to actually pause, take pause, and then go and wait to hear if they ask. But if they don't ask, then I sit back, they're not ready, hold on to it. You know, it's funny you said it because um, I used to be the same way, and uh, I was, I'm being engaged with my cousin. Uh, I used to engage with my cousin and then I stopped doing that. And so she would say certain things and I would be quiet. 
And she'd be like, well, I'm asking you something. I said, oh, you want something? Like, my ear's not even tuned in to just start helping now. I said, mm -hmm. oh, well, I, I didn't know if you wanted me to listen right. or if you're asking for something else. So before, I would just always, they would tell me, and I would just jump in. Right. Now, I just wait. I wait. And then my cousin was like, she didn't feel like I was listening because I wasn't offering anything, but I, how I used to do. Oh, do you need me to? Oh, you need me. And I'm like, I, I just listen now. And then I say, well, do you want, and sometimes I ask, do you want the real answer or do you want me to agree with you? Because as a truth teller, sometimes people get mad at you. <laughs> right, right. Okay, do you want me to tell the truth or do you want me to just give you a little white lie? Which most of, of us in the human, in any human realm has been taught. It's okay to do a little white lie, you know. It's okay to do a little white lie as long as you're 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 helping someone. So I just kind of lean in and go, okay, I'm gonna wait for their version of a question to me. And right. I had one friend who told me, you know, unless somebody asks, don't don't um, no, don't offer. But basically, what she was telling me, she says, I'm I've come here to waste your and. and this is the way my ego t told me this. And of course, I had to have my soul like re-address yeah. uh, re it, you know, and put it in the proper framework. But the yeah. how, how the, my ego said it is, oh, you've come here to waste my time, dump, <laughs> your, dump your energy, and then tell me unless you ask me for some, some help or something, then, then shut it, <laughs> pretty much. Just got to right. shut it, right? And right, and that I remember. I remember repeating back to my friend um, exactly how my ego gave it to me, and she didn't talk to me like for a couple of weeks because uh, it was like it was to the point. It was right, but it wasn't the right way to say it. You right, know? right, right. And um, you know, um, just just the other day, I had a client, um, one of my kids' clients, and. Um, we normally talk and one he didn't want to, he didn't want to talk. He wanted to, I said, what are you watching? He's not watching the video. I said, well, I don't want to watch it. Would you say, well, I don't want, I don't want to talk when we're watching the video. So I said, okay. And I was sitting there quiet while he watched the video. I realized I heard your job is not, not always to talk. Your job is the whole space. And in that moment of him watching this video, I was there just the whole space in case he had something that he needed to say. Yes. And that's how, because at first I was like, they paying me. And I was like, girl, you still get paid because you're still doing your job. You're holding space for this young man who is, you know, we're going to use the label who is autistic and may need a different way to get his feelings out so you're holding space because one time at the end of a session he was like you know this happened and i was not expecting it but at the end when he felt comfortable he said it and so my job is i realized yesterday my job is not just to always talk it's the whole space if they want to watch a video and they ask you to be quiet just do that right. first of all you can serve your energy but you're also playing a different role in the job that you do yes Yes and yes, and I, I'm going to tell you. I think so. I think Source was uh, giving us the same message. I don't know at the same time, but Source did tell me. It just says your spiritual gift is to hold space, and when you'll know when um, when um, a service is needed. 
you just know, you know, you'll know what the question sounds like, even if it isn't posed as a question, you know, and eventually, yeah. you know, my friend did uh, come back and, and um, she, I, I apologized to her first because I told her it was very crass, no, no matter, very blunt and to the point and not needed. I could have found better words to express my hurt about what she yeah. said, but it's not yeah. about what, um, it's not about what she said, it's about um, the, that she needs a listener. She needed to be an active listener. That's what she needed. And I wasn't there for that because I allowed my ego to get in my way, right? Yeah. And, and, and uh, for whatever synchronicity that happened that brought us back, you know, we, we cleared it up and that I put it into activation again, my active listening from when I was working and going, oh, that was, a, that was my gift then. I just thought it was only to use when I was in the corporate world. But no, right. this is that, that source wants me to use now, you know, kind of thing. And, 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 yeah. and just be, you know, just be there. Sometimes it's just, just to be there until they go, hey, you're not saying much. What, do you, what did you think about that? Then it's like my entrance. Right. right, right, and I'm learning that. I'm learning that. So, so do you yeah. do you find? I I know that you started a new gig, and you're excited, uh, excited about it, enthused about it. When you were uh, doing your your previous work at at your previous job, did you use the active listening with the people that you worked with, not just the kids, but the people that you work with? How did you How did you work that? that I mean, yeah, I use active listening because I was an outpatient therapist, so I had to. Mm -hmm. But what I found with that job is um, I was funneling too much of my energy, and I didn't have as much control of my energy in that position as I would like have liked to. Maybe it was me. I didn't. People, maybe they were at therapists who knew how to pull and, 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 and okay, let me shut down here, whereas... My gifting allows for me to be open, but with being open, it's taking a lot of energy from me. So I couldn't effectively um, use the thermometer correctly on that position because it bankrupted me. Ah, okay. Right, so now um, what I'm doing, I'm back in my role that I do as a behaviorist, that doesn't bankrupt me and then when it when I do feel it now I have tools I got my spray in there I go outside and sit in the sun and I and I talk to the Holy Spirit I okay what is it that you need me to do I, I'm struggling today like yesterday I was struggling at the job and today I I created something I guess I was inspired and I heard and I today was an excellent day even one of the teachers in the meeting was like hey you know Olivia was very this and that and she she helped she helped me and that wasn't nothing but the spirit just guiding me because yesterday I was like they don't give me a lot of instruction I kind of have to figure it out and so I'm not funneling as much energy as I as I as I was before um, for me certain jobs I open myself up because that's who I am but I don't always know how to put the turn the thermometer down a little bit I'm a, I'm a very intense personality so I, I'm learning mm -hmm. I'm getting better and so I use active listening every day, like, uh, like every day, like I hear stuff. And 
I see stuff and I'm saying, hmm, why did you say that? What's going on? Are you okay? Do you need something? Do you need a break? They're not talking, but they're doing like this. Well, they're saying right. something. Right. They didn't say it, but I'm like, the cue is, I need a break and I'm about to get agitated. Here I come. Right. What's going on? What's wrong? You you need a break? Are you? I'm, I'm feeling kind of tired. Did you ask for a break? You know you can take a break. Right, right. Right. So, so active listening and ABA, we call it uh, verbal behavior. Even though it's not verbal, them rubbing their head is verbal, verbal behavior. Okay. They're saying to me something, right. and so active listening for what I do comes in many forms: body language, you know, rubbing the head, taking the something out the trash can that you shouldn't. Are you hungry? What is happening? You know. Right. So I'm all using active listening at the job and I did it at my other job but I, I burnt myself out and so learning the balance is what I'm doing. I was I was listening to I, I was listening to source. Source was in my ear and source says to to me, so uh you need to uh use a little active listening when you're listening to 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 me, to source, you know, and I'm going, I'm just listening right now and I'm going, yeah, I do. You know, I need to, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, right. Source is saying, Hey, when I, when I call a timeout for you, you need to, you need to hear the, hear the signals and the signs. Right. So. And, and now I'm learning better. I'm learning better. I, I'm learning better. Listen, I, Oh, you need a break. Like I teach these kids, I I have signs that I miss, but I'm picking up their signs. You know? Right. So I'm like, oh, like yesterday I went outside and I just sat out there. I don't know if it was a proof break or not. I just went out there because I'm like, all right. Crazy part about it is <laughs> the crazy part about it is the position that I'm in. Um, there is a director in the school. Yes, there is. But my education, and I don't know her education, but she can't really supervise me. So I, they need a leader. I'm the leader, but I, I can't just come in and lead. I have to set foundations. I have to make sure everybody is on the same page. So I don't, I don't think she can hire me, the CEO. And I think he's seen it. But I don't think she really sees what my position really is. Right. I think she's limited in that way. But I can't just come in and be like, Eric, and like, I'm, I'm going to be the leader for this. I have to be like, what do you think? This is what I discovered. The group, I have to include inclusivity in right. order to get the buy-in and slowly take that position. I can't just come in like my ego we used to do. Right. And just, you know, and that in itself is God humbling me. Because when I got to Arizona, I was very arrogant. I, I was very arrogant. I was very about, yeah. But now I'm like, okay, what do you want? What do you want from me? Okay, what am I supposed to be doing? Even though I don't listen as much as I should, I'm listening a lot better than I used to. Right. And and I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited. Like. I, the, the, the novelty of the job has wore off on it. Because <laughs> I see the position for what it really is. And I said, I said, I was walking out of the classroom and I had a heaviness on me, right? Today, 
And I stopped. One of the teachers was sitting. It's only two teachers in it because it's a small school. And I said, I just stopped and said, this job is hard. And she bust out laughing and we laughed. And then the heaviness just kind of came up off of me. Right. I said, this job is hard. And she was like, she said, I'm not laughing at you. I said, no, I know why you're laughing. Because the realization came to me like, girl, you have a big, a big job. And I was like, but, but she understood me and we had, and we just had a moment and I felt like she understood and we laughed about it and we kind of talked a little bit and then I felt better leaving the classroom. And it was like, like, oh, all you have to do is use your voice somehow. Yeah. yeah. And, and it sounded like also to me that you, you both uh, allowed to have a moment of not taking you guys yourselves so seriously and just having, having, having a laugh about each other, about the situation of the day, and how how it's moving. It's just moving through. It's moving, right? It's 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 not it's not uh, concrete. It's uh, it's it's in flux. It's moving. It's going to change. It's going to be different. And okay, here I'm not going to take it so seriously. Let me go. You know, have go go home, have a glass of white wine, and just laugh about the day, right? That kind of thing, you know. I'm that laugh, whatever was in me, because I felt a heaviness and I didn't realize it until I started laughing and the heaviness just left me. And in that moment, that was what I needed. And I, I, we was able to go on and like the rest of the day was fine. Like, but I was walking out of the classroom and I guess I just felt something. And I was like, I stopped in the middle of, I was walking outside the classroom. I stopped in the middle of the floor and said, and I looked at it, I said, this job is hard. <laughs> And she just cracked up because she knew what I knew. And I was like, and I only been there two weeks. And I was like, I understand the position and that I'm in now. Okay, slow and sturdy. I'm normally like this. Slow and steady wins the race, not quick, fast, the, the hair running everywhere. Right, yeah. It's kind of like, come on, you know, it's the uh, tortoise in the hair. I think that's what they called it. And the tortoise. Yeah up winning because it's just slow and steady it's not it's not uh, uh running out of steam or or anything like that right but yeah. um yeah so uh so uh that's that's with the new job you know what about i know we were also talking um about uh the law of attraction and how you got you've got a new place and how you 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 move from your home to Arizona and how all these uh, things work within synchronicity. Do you want to talk a little bit about that before we yeah. go? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. Um, give me what. What do you want to know? Okay, like I I could say a lot. <laughs> yeah, it could be yes. Okay, just <laughs> this is um. This is a question that I would like to start asking. I, I believe Source has been uh, working with it with me. I started uh, Soul Awakening with Sandra. I started it because of uh, one of two things. I noticed that first, number one, there were a lot of people that were moving out of uh, mainstream religious religion because they had uh, a lot of dogmas and a lot of, uh, that no longer served them, but very hard moving from that uh from uh, what they considered 
reality, their reality of, of church and, and how things form. And then the other thing that I was doing was I noticed that along a, a the time that the law of attraction or the, the, the DVD came out, the secret, everybody was running to do the law of attraction and getting mm -hmm. bummed because they couldn't get what they wanted. It wasn't working. And that you know it was working for some, but not for others. So I wanted uh, all the attraction with spirituality because that's that's part of the whole that's part of the whole uh, unity of, of of spirituality. Um, how did you find thinking or, or having that synchronicity with with your spiritual growth and using the law of attraction to whether it's to embedder yourself or to get uh, something that you want or or just to grow as a spiritual um, child of God, let's put it that way. Well, when I first came into, I was I was always in church and, and I left church in 2017. Um, and I kind of just was online and seeing it. I, at the time, I didn't realize there was an awakening going on. I just kind of was tired of church. I was tired of the lies that I felt was being told to me. Um, and I kind of just was tired of the church people. And so I left angrily. Mm -hmm. I left angrily. And I was angry for a lot of years at the church folks. Um, and during this journey, I found a lot of different things, you know, uh, Ra, Ra and, and just uh, Egyptian and just a lot mm -hmm. um ultimately it came full circle for me mm -hmm. even though oh, i guess i would call myself a christian but not in a sense anymore it's not about the people no more it's not law of attraction for me at that time was only um attract this to me i didn't really understand the 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 energy of it all the, the the you have to change your thoughts and i was like i'm manifesting this and which a lot of people doing i'm manifesting i'm manifesting manifestation is not just i think it and it comes you are strategically setting up your life there is work behind it it's not just okay girl I know. i'm for a husband and, and he don't come no, it is getting your mind right. It is getting your spirit right. It is getting your wardrobe right. It is getting whatever it is right that needs to get right to align with what you say. It ain't just, okay. It is doing the work. It is figuring out why your relationships have not been working in the past. It is, and so manifestation is not what people think it is. It's Okay, well, it, it, they had this meme. I'm not, I've stopped manifesting now and I'm just going to start stealing. Because manifesting ain't what you thought it really was. You thought it was something that's magical. No, no it is work. It is brick again, brick upon brick, line upon line of un breaking down and building up. Right. And aligning yourself with the values that you see or or feel or align with your soul and your spirit. Now, yes, I am back at church for now. I don't know how long I'll be there, but I'm getting something that I need. 
there. There is something that I need there. I don't know what it is, but I'm getting it. So I'm there. But I'm not looking at it like, you remember them old church songs? Oh, a wretch like me, I'm a wretch. I'm undeserving. When they start singing that, I just don't sing that. I don't have yeah. to hate nobody because they want to sing they a wretch. I just don't agree. I'm not on the line with that. Right, right. So, I, I don't believe that I'm unworthy. I don't believe that, like, oh, my God, I got this bag and crawl and, oh, just forget. I don't know. I'm a child of God. Yeah. I'm a light. Mm -hmm. I have the same, the same thing in me as the infinite God. Yeah. I have the same power if I can tap into it. Mm -hmm. And so leaving the church, I don't feel like the church empowered you. The church was like, oh, I got to keep all oh, the, the by and by when I get to heaven and I'm going to get all this. What Meanwhile, you on earth struggling and fighting. Oh, I just can't wait to die and get to heaven. What? You know? So, you know, it, it, it's the thing like I'm just waiting to die so I can be free. But what if you and you die and it ain't what you saw? You don't, you you just you just waited to die because the pastor said you gonna have thirty five mansions in heaven and all of us gonna have piles of gold, honey girl. Come on, so <laughs> I I'm just saying you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I don't subscribe to that you know we all gonna have 50 mansions and we all gonna be living and you know we gonna, we ain't got no husband on earth but when we get to heaven i'm gonna have my man gonna be fine it's a fantasy right it's something right. that's a dream and a fantasy and i don't live there anymore right. i live in you know what i can have is what i say but i have to put the work in i ain't gonna say i want a million dollars and tomorrow's coming and it don't come. Oh, my manifestation didn't work. Did you put a resume out? Did you build a business? What did you do? Yes. And what, even the Bible says a man don't work, a man don't eat. So, so I think that a lot of us take literal these things that the, the pastors and them say. Even the pastor be like, the pastor need money. He asking you. And then you pray and then when you need money, they don't have it for you. Oh, I'm going to pray for you. You see the dynamic? It's a lot of that going on. So we live in a society that, that preys on people that have a hope in something else. Right. But don't really have a relationship with that something else. Right. A hope that the pastor can go to God for me. When you can go to God for yourself, they keep you disempowered. Yeah. And so... Yes, I go to church now, back again, because there is something there that I need, and I, that's what I'm called to. And yes, I speak in tongues, and yes, I pray to God every day, but it's not the same. I didn't have a relationship with God before. I had a, I was just at the church house. I had no, people was speaking in tongues. I'm like, what's happening? I didn't even know how to tap in. They didn't teach me it. Spirituality taught me how to tap in. Right. They just taught me how to, oh, you know, I, they didn't teach me nothing. Right. And you know, yeah. all the ladies, the ladies bouncing around. And I'm like, wait a minute, why are you flopping like that? You know, it, it, you, you, 
It's too much. Now you get a husband after you get up off the floor because he done seen you. He done seen all your stuff. Oh, your stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from, but, no, no. but that that was that was that was definitely a release. But that was a uh, uh, one of many uh, movements that I did through through my spiritual journey of. Uh, um, like I told you before, I, I grew up in the Baptist church. And yeah, I was a good little Baptist girl. But I had a mother who was uh, who allowed me to ask embodying questions. She was not, um, I, I don't know if she was, I would, I was about to say she wasn't tied to the church with her hands behind her back. And, and, and everything that the church said and did was uh, the, the, the word. Right. So um, anytime I would have an embodying question, my, my mom would would go, OK, go go get the answer because I don't have the answer. And evidently, if you're asking the question, you didn't find it here. So she would allow me to go to different churches and, you know, go to Bible school at different churches and and that uh, that kind of thing. And when something just when uh, I grew up, evangelical. Uh, evangelical. Uh, how do you say that word? I, evangelical, I think. Evangelistic. Yeah. Uh, evangelistic uh, church. Yeah. Um, is that the same as uh, ho is that the same as holiness? Because that's where that's the first place I ever saw somebody speak in tongues. And when I was, uh, I don't know, I think I was maybe nine or ten, and I turned around to whoever I was with at church with, and I said, one day I'm going to I'm going to sound like that, or I'm going to speak mm -hmm. like. That. It didn't happen until much later, but yeah. But um, uh, for for me, it was just a it was just a journey. But it was because I I had my mother was very open and allowed me to ask the questions, even though the people in the church were kind of of that that uh, error about children should be seen and not heard. Yeah, you know. Yes. I'm it just playing around with the thing. Oh no, I love it. I was just looking at uh, Zan. He sa says it might be tongues is normal at least. Well, you know what? I believe tongues is is normal. Uh, babies speak it all the time. That's what their that's their language that they speak when they're born. All those those gaga and dadas, those are the language of of, of spirit. Those are the language of the soul. We just, yeah. You know, we just get to be, that's my belief, you know. Um, uh, let's see, my parents think everything I do is demonic. Well, yeah, you know, everybody's going to have a precept. Doesn't make, the, make, make their perception of you correct. It doesn't make right. of you true. Everybody has had a thought that they played around with over and over and over again until that came. Uh, uh, verbalized, and that verbalization became filled with filled with same uh, viewed as belief, and then the belief stuck with you long enough that it became truth. So maybe their perception of you is their truth. Um, things that you do are demonic, but you have to understand how do they, how did they, who told them? that it was demonic. You have to really go back there. And once again, you go back for, for me, it was church was telling me a set of um, uh, uh, rules that didn't fit the bill anymore. 
at least not for my greater good. Zan mm -hmm. says it's fear of the unknown. Yes, we yeah. all walk in some point in time in fear of the unknown. And hey, we just read, I just read that this morning. It's fear of the unknown is your egoic mind. It's a subsystem um, that wants to keep you safe at all costs. It doesn't discern it for you. So you, uh, Zan, uh, don't think your parents the enemy. It's just, it's just what they believe, and they What's up, you guys? Right. So, you know, it's 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 a journey. It's a journey to kind of release yourself from those programs and those precepts that were that were kind of forced on you. Yeah. You know, and and um, we have to remember that they weren't forced on us because they were trying to do, you know, our parents were trying to do something bad or whoever was raising us was trying to do something bad. Uh, those, those downloads were given to your, your parents, your parents or whoever you raised you were, grew up with those. They didn't know that it wasn't necessarily the true truth. And, you know, and, but once you know, you can, you can uh, change it. Right. Uh, Sharon Shiraz, how do you pronounce that? I was about to Shazan Shazan Star. Shazanz. Pronounce that. Shah. She wants to know the topic. Yeah, we've been all over the talked about autism. We talked about her beautiful new job. We talked about uh, parent parent. Uh, what did, what did we, it was parent education with children who have, uh, with uh, parents who have autistic and, and uh, well, I don't want to call them autistic. They're specially gifted children. Yeah. They're not broken children. They're very gifted. Um, inherited dysfunctions. Yeah. Sha, Sha, Ron. Oh, I love that. Shaz. I like that too. Shazran. Shazran. I love yeah. that. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, Shazran. <laughs> so, you know what? You're, you're a plethora of, of knowledge and information. And in the coming uh, month or two, will you come back and rejoin us so we can continue? You know? Yes, I definitely will. I'll be in a different uh location as far as you know where i live I, so i have a more of a space for that and yeah and i'll be more uh solidified in my position at the job and understand better what it is and and just and just started wa walking in the newness of it and excited about it all great great now before i i get off i want i was hoping i would have enough time to let as someone ask, you know, and and embodying question for themselves <clears throat> with you. And um, I, uh, let's see, I was just popping by, it was lovely. Have a great night, guys. You too. Have a great night. Here's Anne. Thank you for popping by. So if anybody wants to ask this beautiful young lady a question, please put it in the question box. And I really hope uh, my question box worked. Uh, it didn't work last time, but if it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't allow you to put the question in the question, put it in the comments. We'll give you, a, I'll, I'll give you a little time.
time to do that before we end. If not, I will. I have already invited her back. We just have to work out the day and the time. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And will... you know, I love you, Miss Sandra. <laughs> she loves me. Guys, she loves me. I love you, too. I love this Professor Sun Sunflower. I want to call you Professor Sunshine because literally Ooh. when I when I see you, and it doesn't matter what you're going through. You could be going through calling me in and having a negative moment, and there's always an aura of, of light around you, you know. Oh, so, thank you. you know. Well, go ahead and call me in, Miss Lady. It's all good. It's all good. You know, it's all good. It's all, you know, just um, anything that helps, helps, helps serve is what I love. I think I just, I just, I just gravitate to people who are just willing to serve in any capacity um, for humanity. I think all of humanity, all 8 billion of us, or I think what might be over 8 billion of us, we're called to serve in some capacity or another, you know, mm -hmm. so um, that excites me, you know, and um and I, it's exciting to have people learn how to utilize the law of attraction and all the, uh, actually all the universal laws because they're here for our, they're here as our tools. Okay, let's, can you see it? Can you see their question? Yeah, uh, how do you cope with a narcissistic mother when I'm, I'm so trauma bonded? It's a great question. That's a great question. Um, my mother was narcissistic, um, and um, it took a lot of it took a lot of soul searching. So, one with dealing with a narcissistic mother, there is uh, a lot of pain, and there is a lot of feeling unworthy and trying to please that mother, and never being able to feel like you can you can reach up to her standard because you can never figure out where the standard is because one minute is here and then the next you turn around is here so feeling unworthy and you take that and you take that into your relationships with men women jobs that first relationship with your narcissistic mother is going to encompass your whole life and and being trauma bonded being trauma bonded <laughs> is a whole thing because you have this mom who as a narcissist they train you to please them so when you grow up anybody that you you know you're trying to please you remember i gotta please them in order for them to be happy with me to stay with me and you have to look at yourself and one you have to know that you are worthy you are more worthy your mother had an issue she couldn't see herself and so now she's taking that and putting that mantle on you and and now you're carrying this heavy mantle that don't belong to you but somehow you have got to kind of balance it and a lot of times you turn out to be codependent once you you are dealing with a narcissistic mother and that spills over in every area in your life. And you feel unworthy and you feel like not seen, not heard. You have to know that. First of all, you have to get down to the root of that. What, what is that? How does she make me feel? What did my mother make me feel? And you have to call it out. Whatever that is. Call it out. You got to feel that feeling. Sit with it. You can't, can't run. It's going to hurt though. 
Sometimes you're going to be on the floor like a puddle crying, but you've got to release it. Right. Um, that is something that I had to do because um, I hated my mother for a long time for what she's done. And I remember this, uh, it was about a month ago, I really released her. And now I don't have that hateful feeling like, you ruined my life. I, I don't even feel that no more. I just like, it, I just, I was on the floor crying, releasing and crying and saying, I hate you. And then well, at one minute it was gone, but it, and I'm not saying it's going to take that one time. This is years worth of, un for me, I got to the root in the head of it. But that was years worth of undoing, unraveling, undiscovering, releasing. It, it takes a long time, but you have to start to look within yourself and figure out where those roots started. When she told you your dress wasn't pretty, that created a root in you. When she told you, you need to do better, and you did the best you could. Now you feel like, I've got to reach a new height. So figure out what in you triggered you as a child, what she used to say to you. You got you to gotta, you gotta feel that, and you have to start to repair yourself. I am worthy. I did the best I could. You know, things like that. And so, and you have to really, I mean, I don't know if you believe in this, just like even if you're Christian, they call it a uh, uh, soul time, but in spirituality, cutting the cords. It's almost like an umbilical cord still attached. You got to release that and cut that. And it's so thick, full of energetic, all of years and years and years. So you got to release that. You got to cut it. And you got to know where it started. Yeah, that's what I got. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's that's okay. <laughs> That is totally okay. Um, I And you can correct me, uh, Olivia, but also it's about your words about yourself. If you look at what you just said uh, after you were asked about your, your, your mother, you said, I am so trauma-bounded. Your I am's are very powerful. They move you. They, yeah. they, they, they go where you go. Look at my gorgeous gal. Um, <laughs> so um, start okay. and, and you well, you could maybe in compassion forgive you forgive your your mother, but don't think about healing her. Think about healing yourself. Your yourself yes. how to change your words about you know learning how to go deep within yourself about you how you feel about you. Are you do? Are you having uh, active listening about yourself, right? And 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 finding out all those little cues when you hear other people you and they they trigger you. It's it's not. I mean, it could possibly be that they're just nasty people and have nasty stuff to say. But if they're triggering you, it's your trigger. And only you can go into, only you can do that shadow work yourself and say, well, why does that trigger me? And usually it will take you back to what your, your, your mother said or how your mother, mm -hmm. and then and that's when you get to have that compassion. So, okay, I released that. I released that with love. Why? Because number one, I love me. And number two, I do, kind of, I do love my mother. 
I want her to get healthy. I want her to get well. But I can't help her unless I help myself first. Well, you know, it's hard to get to that space. When I hear you say it, like, I, it's very true what you're saying. And, and coming from a space of having a narcissistic mom, a lot of times you don't even really, you know you love your mom, but mm -hmm. that ain't on the surface. The surface is, I hate that. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> you know, and so having to even get to that space of compassion when you tired, it can be uh, daunting. daunting. It can be a, it can be a task. Yeah, and I think that's what um, a lot of people um, who don't even know that they're going through a dark night are going through. You know, those 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 uh, difficult dark nights, and I think a lot of it is we want we feel the person who's giving us trauma in order to heal ourselves, and we can't do that. We can't heal the person if we're not healed first. But you know, and and, and really. We can't even heal them. We can only guide them to the healing. Right. You know? Even so. empaths, we can't heal them. We can only guide them to their 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 dark places. You know. And if they don't make this this if they don't take the step and make the effort on their on their own part, then they are gonna be who they are, you know, kind of. Yeah. Uh she's suffered so much that's a very compassionate person that says yeah that. so yeah then, uh, then at some point you aren't as trauma bond as you thought you were anymore i say good job yeah i'm so happy at yourself on the back right yes man thank you two of them yes <laughs> one for you one for her <laughs> <At> it. <laughs> and 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 keep moving forward you know that uh, I know we as human beings have human traumas because we have pe uh, we have a set of uh, old dogmas and old stories and old uh, laws and rules that have been handed down to us from from generation to generation and it didn't even start generationally if somebody went at one point in time that saw lack in their life and said, hey, this is the rule. Um, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Let's, let's, let's make sure we're on top. And they, they have a set of rules that, um, that we think define us. But it's only our egoic mind that is holding on to those rules, not discerning it for you. Yeah. Right? And you just have yeah. to you know through all your healing, as part of your healing, make yourself aware of the story that your egoic mind is giving you. And no, say no to that story. It, it it might take. It took a long damn time for us to be downloaded and us to use. For for me, I'm in my sixties. So for sixty something years, I've been having downloads and and using them. Are not even arbitrarily. Just they're just on a recorded spinning, uh, rec uh, recorded message, a loop message. And every once in a while, I might break feet. But that's a lot. It's 60 years for me. Or think of somebody who's 100 years old. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and yeah. it's going to take time. And, it's, and no, there isn't a magic pill. You know, there's the, the, there's the love of the Almighty or the, the love of the, your divine um, uh, uh, God or creator, you know. 
but you gotta love you, you gotta start with you beautiful, yeah. beautiful person you know b b c b a underscore fire work hours so BCBAs is essentially what I would be doing once I pass a board certified test. So I have a lot of people on my page that are board certified behavior analysts. Hey, sis. Hey, I'm going to pass that test. <laughs> and you know, oh, she is. She's already claimed it. <laughs> yes. I, yes, I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Hello, everybody coming in the room. We are we're about to end, but we thank y'all for joining. Thank you for everybody who 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 uh who sent a friend request. Thank you so much. I will follow you guys back. We out here doing the work. She's doing the work, and and um she's uh bringing in the love, the love of of uh kindness and joy, helping wonderful, beautiful kids know that they are gifted. They aren't they aren't broken. They aren't, they don't need to be thrown out with the bathwater. They need to be nurtured, they need to be held um, and held, held to, the, to the highest version of themselves, knowing that they are worthy of being here on Mother Gaia. Yes. Source does not make accidents with anyone. They were, they're on purpose, with a purpose, and Olivia is delivering that information to them if yes ma'am if you are uh if you are interested i provide supervision i think she's talking to you right hey oh she is soon as she says supervision yes sis i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you in the dm because you know the fifth edition came up and i need a few more hours. I was eight points short girl you know i was devastated but um i'm gonna i'm gonna come in the dm and um and I'll send you a message. Thank you for that offer because I definitely need it. Oh, I love this. I'm. Uh, let's see. Sh sh uh, Sharon is talking. I'm. I'm learning and educating myself. And keep doing that. Keep uh, wisdom and understanding. The universe is giving you wisdom and understanding, and it's yours. It, it, it's. It's yours with 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 no doubts. No doubts. Mm -hmm. Do not doubt yourself. You are worth. Exactly. Right. Yes, yes ma'am. Um, so upset. You. Thank you, uh, Patrice. I got this, girl. I got this because I I know experimental uh, designs, honey. Honey, you know what I'm talking about, sis. <laughs> Compound schedules and reinforcement. Yes. Dude, we talking jargon right now, but yeah, I, I got you, uh, Patrice. Thank you. Sharon, uh, yes, it can be upsetting that uh, you, you think your kin or your blood can be so destructive, but it's not just about kin. It's not just about a kin or blood. Because it's about the ego. The ego can can uh, give you some very uh, difficult downloads that uh, make you think that you're doing the right thing, even though you're not doing the right thing. And sometimes, you know, our the life is just. I know it's hard for people to understand this, but our souls came here with. Uh, uh, they wanted to play a role. They wanted to use.
use these beautiful bodies that they, they created. And they know that they have created some beautiful bodies. But Olivia's mother said, I want to be, I want to play the mom. And then each soul had something that they wanted to learn that is part of duality. So all of the good joy and the peace and the, the love, the unconditional love and everything. In duality, you have to know the opposites. And sometimes if we, if we look beyond that as, as, as going, okay, well, they've got something to learn and, and move past being, I, uh, say to yourself, you don't just want to be a survivor of your mother. You want to thrive in your life. And sometimes, yeah. and sometimes that it takes time. It, it takes time, but if you really want to do it, you know, just step outside of your ego's comfort zone and hold, hold on tight because the source is going to take you for the beautiful ride to an, uh, a new life for you, the way you were supposed to create it. Amen. All right. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. You guys are amazing. Really appreciate your questions and tuning in. Yes. Tuning in. All right. So we have. It's been an hour and a half. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to shut it down. Okay. Because I do have to go take care of my my puppy whoppies. My little my fur babies need some love. Okay. My fur babies need some love. They need some uh, spiritual hugs as well. So um, is there anything you would like to ask me? I've never done this before, but I, you as my guest, you, you get one freebie question. And, uh, and then we're going to call it a day. What's, a day. A, a day. What started you? What was the catalyst that started you on this journey, the spiritual journey to yourself? In a nutshell, I my catalyst was hmm, my catalyst was being um, a twenty-year-old, and I used this word "old." because that's what back then, that's what it, what it was, was I was 20, uh, no, I was 18 years old. Gra I graduated high school early, did my uh, two and a half years of college, married my high school sweetheart, because that's what I, uh, that's what uh, downloads I had, even though my mother wanted uh, to change those downloads, very adamant about about me finishing at least four years of college and going and having a, a, a professional career and then deciding if I wanted to get married. But no, I was a very strong-headed young woman who married, who married my high school sweetheart. And both of us at that time, we didn't know each other, really, but we were following a set of rules that were, that were downloaded in us and encoded in us to, you know, you get married, you marry your high school sweethearts. You have uh, 2.3 kids. You try to get that 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 uh, white picket fence, and um, it didn't work. And I, I was, uh, I became a uh, my ex husband at at my husband at that time walked out on me. 
you know, and I carried a lot of confusion. I carried a lot, a, a, a lot, um, uh, 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 what is it, hurt, you know, I, I carried it all. And I went, well, I did everything, you know, that the church told me to do as a, uh, yeah. as a young girl, you know. I, you know, they were supposed to know, and and so that point, you know, kind of going, okay, well, what's next, you know, and then also, you know, raising. Now I'm raising single kids. I, I'm raising kids singly, and listening to the church, the women tell me, oh, you'll never make it. You'll never make it as a single mom raising uh, kids without a man in your house. You need to come back to the church and and you know, that kind of thing. And I think that was the catalyst. It was, I wasn't, I decided I'm never going to be naive again. And I'm going to figure out because I don't think that um, the way the church presented God to me, uh, it didn't make me happy. And yeah. that was the catalyst. Yeah. The, 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 the steady rock under me was uh, my mom. Every time I asked an embodying question, which was a huge, giant uh, jigsaw piece that was out of place, my mother allowed me to um, to answer to ask those questions. Even though the church was saying, you know, uh, first is children should be seen and not heard, and women should know their place. Um, you know, the man is the, the the head of the household, or you know the you know that whole kind of thing. So I think that was like, no, that can't be it. There's got to be more answers. Right. And that's what kickstarted me, you know? Okay. And here, here I am now. Because I, and I'm going to tell you, I will probably, the next time I have a major uh, uh, jigsaw puzzle question, I'll probably be somewhere, not somewhere else, but I'll probably be even further on my journey because the questions, the embodying questions are what, what I found helped not just change me, but create me from the inside out. Right? Yes. Um, what is, mm -hmm. is Shiraz saying? No way? No way to what way? No way to me, uh, my ex-husband walking out on me. No way to me raising kids, uh, you know, as a single parent. No, no way to me living in, I was married in uh, name only for a long time before I realized that that wasn't the way to be. I was the, I was the, I was the individual that my ex-husband for a day or two in between whatever he was doing. And he didn't know himself. We And remember, I hold no grudges now because I realized we both didn't know each other. We were, energy-wise, we were attracted to each other. So. Right. And so that's, you know, that's what sent me, or I think called me is a better word, spiritually called me. Sandra, if you want to know, come this way. Oh, wait, Sandra, you're asking another question. Come on. Come, come just a little bit further, you know. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> you know, so, and here I am now, you know. And here we but, are. And here we are. But here it's we 
about a year. Has it been a year we've known each other? Yeah, it's coming, it's coming up on a year, right? It's coming up on a year. I know. Thank you, IG. First, we're going to have to have a, 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 a party, an IG party. I agree. Y'all can bring y'all drinks and I can bring mine and we can just laugh and kiki and talk about it, you know? Uh, beautiful ladies. Be beautiful, beautiful. I'm yeah. I'm thankful to ask that uh that, that question and that you know, uh Sharon, you um put yourself out there to let somebody know that you have trauma that you're working through. A lot of people don't want to say it out loud because then that makes it so. And so many people are afraid to put themselves out there. Um, but to put yourself out there in front of you, not in front of anybody else, in front of you. And just be, just be for me, I had to be truly honest with myself in so, in so many um, avenues that I took and that I chose. And some of them really, yes, actually, that's what it is, facing my fears. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it is. It's because mm -hmm. you, you can't, it was it, the, the, the downloads that are given to us when we're, we're encoded in us, when we're born from outside of the world, teach us that being fearful is okay. Um, being unkind to your, yourself is okay. Not loving yourself is okay. And loving yourself the way people perceive you is okay. And then mm -hmm. their perception, and and that's the that's the that's the the end all be all. And then you're stuck inside yourself, being somebody else that you that you weren't called to be. Somebody you don't know. I've been there. Somebody you don't. Know. So for me, it was, it was that. But um, I will tell you at this point, through a lot of shadow work that Source has done with me directly, and um, even actually, even before the shadow work began, I began um, just surrendering to love and surrendering to um, um, forgiving my, my, uh, my ex-husband and internally without even waiting for him to ask for forgiveness. And now we're, we're where we should have been as um, as best friends. We Before we even started the whole dating process and sitting down and wanting uh, four kids, two boys and two girls, and having that, that la-la kind of thing, we were best friends, you know. And now we're, we're exactly that. We're best friends again. We're not in each other's lives all the time. But I know in a flash, if I ever needed someone there by my side to help me out with anything, he would be there at a drop of any of his hats. So, you know, but it took a lot of work. For me, it took work on my part. I don't know what he did on his part, but he did something because he's a different person than he was. And that's what growth is supposed to be. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. You become a whole new person. Yeah, whole new person. And we're about to take this into the uh, two-hour two mark, which I do love because Source does move. So uh, 
Theron and uh, anyone else in this beautiful, beautiful live. Thank you very much for joining my live. I will be uh, talking with this beautiful woman for a, a return. Maybe we can do it in June. I would love to do it in June. I would love. Yeah, that was sound great. As I know, I do mine on Fridays, which I, I do. But I want to do a special one, and I want you to think about this. So think about June. June 20th? No, 12. 12. Hold on. One, two. Oh, on Monday. Yes. Okay. On a Monday. And think about it same time, maybe maybe about 4.30, because I know you're just getting home at 4, so we could do it yeah. at 4.30. And the reason why, my beautiful lady, is because you will be celebrating my birthday with me. Ooh. G Gemini? All the way. All the way. <laughs> Scorpio, Scorpio here, honey. Scorpio here. Eleven, eleven. That is. <laughs> yeah, my mother was a Scorpio. Yes. Yeah. She, she was a feisty lady, huh? She was. Yes. Now you, now you understand why she always gave me the go to, you know, embody those those questions whenever I had questions, and yeah, support me in my in my journey. I mean, she's she's been she's been um, she's been um, in 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 soul form for about thirty thirty years or so. Okay, but she's been um, through through my whole journey, you know, with me. So, you know, so but anyway, so just keep that down. I'm gonna make a confirmation note okay. that it'll be June twelfth at. Uh, at four thirty, and we're going four thirty. Okay. Have a oh well, June twelfth. June twelfth. The kids aren't in school, so um, let me let me verify because we might have to do it earlier. Because I think I I don't have the kids are out of school until what August. So I'm gonna confirm with you once I know. All right, sounds like a plan. All right, so we will be at at some time, regardless what time it is, guys. We will be doing a a special podcast on a Monday in june for my birthday so stay tuned all right i'm going to close this uh, and say thank you thank you for everyone uh moving through i'm i hope that everyone has enjoyed this podcast because i do it will i will be saving this podcast and you will be able to find it in my on my instagram page in my bio you will also be able to find it uh, on my Spotify, which is called Soul Awakening with Sandra. It is also available on iTunes with the same uh, title. And hopefully, if I can work things out, it will also be available on YouTube. So wherever you guys are listening from and you want to catch up with, you can find me and this beautiful woman. All right. And I'm Professor Sunflower on both platforms. Instagram and YouTube. Okay. All right. And can they find uh, all your information on? Uh, are you on Social Tap? Um. Yeah. Yeah. If you tap the link, it'll take you to my website for behavior services for kids. It'll take you to my books. It'll take you to everything um, that I have. All right. So she's in play, guys. Hit her up. Yes, ma'am. I'm following her. Follow her on Instagram and YouTube. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Bye bye. Everyone. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for watching. Bye bye. Bye.